0: We have a very special guest with us today in the studio. He happens to be my cousin, Calvin Fry. He is the midshipman first class or a midshipman. Midshipman first class. A midshipman first class of the U.S. Naval Academy. Um, Calvin, how are you doing? Oh, I'm
1: doing really good. Thanks for having me here, Brooke.
0: Yeah. Your mom was kind of telling me the difference of the ROTC versus what you guys do. And I was hoping maybe you could tell us a little bit about what you guys do and kind of the difference there.
1: So the big difference between us and uh, ROTC and OCS and other commissioning programs is we are actually our own college. So many kids around here will go like if they're wanting to be an engineer, they'll go to Rose Holman or be like a doctor, a lawyer, maybe. go to IU. Basically, if you're wanting to study more of like build your leadership skills, things of that nature, and become an officer, uh, you would go to one of the service academies. So the big three is us, United States Naval Academy, West Point, or the Air Force Academy. So you'll go basically apply to our academies. If you get accepted, you'll go through, do all your military training, everything, but you also earn your degree at the same time. So everyone graduates with a bachelor's of science from the academies, your four-year degree, and your commissioning at the same time. So it's kind of like a full-time ROTC program. You don't, have as, you don't have that typical college lifestyle, things like that. So you're not going to have like all the big partiers, things like that. Your weeks will be filled more with uh, like drill. We do a lot of formal parades, things of that nature, and all sorts of professional development, things like that. We get a lot of guest speakers and things like that with 4 stall lectures where uh, we bring in like Fortune 500 CEOs, admirals, generals. Uh, secretaries of defenses, secretaries of the Navy, former CNOs or things of that nature to come talk to us about their leadership challenges and their tactics and things like that and how they kind of deal with things. Or you get, conversely, Michelson lectures where we bring in Nobel laureates or people of that nature to come and talk to us. We had like Kip Thorne, the head physicist for uh, the Interstellar movie. He came <laughs> and talked to us a lot about his research and things of that nature.
2: Wow, so I can see if someone's listening to this and might be wanting to consider to do something like this. What you just said to me is like, man, this could really set the table for you. Wonderful, incredible career and the rest of your life, but you're setting the table in such a solid foundation by doing what you're doing and, and what you're talking about. It, it sounds incredible, and, and you're mentioning all these names and all these powerful speakers. That's that's some solid stuff.
1: Oh yeah, it's definitely a really exciting time. We get tons of guest speakers and everything uh, every year during our commissioning ceremonies. And that you pretty well get your entire chain of command from our uh, superintendent, who's the vice admiral, all the way up through the CNO, Secretary of the Navy. We get the Commandant of the Marine Corps. And then us and the other service academies actually rotate on a yearly basis of either having the secretary of defense, the vice president, or the president come and do our commissioning speeches and things of that nature.
2: Was this something you've always wanted to do? Was there there a time in your life this is the direction you wanted to go? Or did it just kind of happen and and you blossomed from there?
1: So that's kind of a funny story. I actually didn't really have that much interest in the military or the Navy in general until going into my uh, senior year of high school. I just kind of like heard about it by chance or something like that. I was interested in nuclear engineering, so I was just looking up schools. And the Navy shows up because they're one of the largest employers of nuclear engineers. And then somehow I found the academy. I kind of applied more or less on a whim and then kind of saw how large the application process is. So if you're worried about college applications or something, I would recommend just doing it. Just see how far you can get in the process. It's really long, difficult, but it'll make all the other colleges and everything you apply for seem like a breeze. a breeze. Super easy to go through.
2: <laughs> well, it's, a, it's an interesting process, but I'm sure looking back now, you are so glad I can assume that you went this route and can only encourage others to look into it and do the same.
1: Oh, well, that's def- definitely true. It's a great opportunity just to try. And if you get accepted to make it in, one of the big things is your first two years, your freshman and sophomore years at the academy are not committal. So you can actually drop out at any point during those two years take the college credit and stats you've gotten, and had no penalty, no debt, or anything like that.
2: Wow, so there's really no excuse not to check it out because I, I know I keep bringing the foundation of the rest of your life, but not to be over dramatic, but that really is, it's a solid foundation that no telling where it can take you in, in, in whatever field with a, with a military background, correct?
1: Oh, definitely. So uh, most academy grads don't have any issues once they get out. So right after you graduate, you only have a five-year commitment that you have to do as an officer. And then afterwards you can get out of the military and head off and we have a great alumni association that can basically get you connections anywhere you want to go. It's a huge organization. And then uh, you can also or continue in your military career where you usually do pretty well because you have the strong foundation of four years training, learning what you want, and you get so much more exposure to all sorts of different communities and officers. And then of course you have all your classmates you'll be working with. And,
2: and building relationships with. Well, well, Calvin, it's cool to hear about this and, and I hear you talk about it. And it makes me wish I was younger uh, because, you know, I, I, I think I was naive to the fact of a lot of these things. And, and, and having you on this show and podcast hopefully can explain it a little bit to some folks that are considering it. Uh, you know, maybe there's a senior out there, you know, going into Christmas break and is unsure what to do in their life. Boy, it sure doesn't hurt to go through this process to see you might find what you want to be. And
0: if oh, if yeah. It's not for you. After that's okay years, it's an experience you know, you'll have with you. yeah for the rest of your life
1: yep those first two years from the moment you show up in January for our i day which is kind of like uh you go through plebe summer which is kind of like our boot camp at any point you can actually drop out from that moment all the way until you start classes your junior year of this school or what we call second class year. Once you show up to classes that first day, that's when you sign paperwork called two for seven. And then that's when you're committed right there. So you have all the way up through those years to go through.
2: Well, I'm sure. I mean, obviously, this is something that's been a great experience for you and you couldn't probably imagine taking any other
1: route. Oh, yeah. Now I couldn't imagine doing anything else. This is. It's been a great opportunity. i got to meet tons of people, got to travel all over the world. And I've got to go to Guam, Japan, wow. out to San Diego, got to travel. I've had classmates that's gone to Italy, South Korea, Japan. That's
2: amazing.
1: All sorts, all over the world.
2: Uh, What's next for you as far as what you're doing now?
1: So after I graduate, we just had uh, our service assignments for our class. So we actually got our jobs and everything that we'll be doing. So I'll be joining the submarine community. And so the first step with that will be going to Charleston, South Carolina for another year of schooling where I'll go through a power school and prototype to get nuclear trained and certified. And then I'll head off to my uh, first submarine and work there as a uh, division officer. Are you pretty excited about that? Oh yeah, I'm really excited. I've been uh, working towards a long time. Uh, the submarine community is unique in that you actually have to do an interview process through uh, naval reactors, so it involves two technical interviews, wow. and then also an interview with Admiral Codwell, who is in charge of all of naval reactors and that. So you actually have to go stand in front of an admiral, and he basically gets to tell you yes or no or no do whatever there. he wants. Yeah. <laughs> no, no stress pressure. at all. <laughs> no stress at all when you see all those stars show up. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. I bet.
2: I mean, you telling me about it, I'm sweating. So I can only imagine <laughs> what it's like for uh, for you guys.
0: Well, Calvin, can you tell them uh, what, if they're listening and they're interested, what's the next step? What can they do to get started to apply to this academy?
1: So the first way to start off applying in that would definitely to be just go online, look up the academy in that. We have a great admissions page and then they can go through and that'll tell you a lot of the basic information kind of starting off of what you'll need to do. So uh, first there's a preliminary application you kind of fill in and that's more of just like your SAT scores things like that. Just real basic information. And then if you kind of get through that first screening, then they'll open up the full application. Actually, you'll set up an account that through the uh, Academy's admission page, and then that'll put you on to the track for the rest of it. So your next step after that would be to get your nomination. So to go to the academies, you'll need to have a congressional nomination. So that would be going through our local congressman, uh, Larry B. the one for our area here in Indiana. And then also we recommend going both senators, so I had uh, Bishan and uh, Todd Young were both my nomination sources. And then uh, you, you can request for a nomination from the vice president, too. So you can go on their websites or, and basically find all their deadlines. So depending on where you're at, uh, they can all go through, and they'll have different criterias and deadlines. So usually that's kind of like an essay, a few letters of recommendation, kind of saying like why you want the nomination, why you want to go to the academies.
2: And we're going to have this website and all this information that he's talking about right below the podcast that you're listening to right now. So that way you can just click on it and start the process if you like, or at least browse around and see. But I appreciate you pointing that out. You know, there's a process, but there's a process to to get to where you need to be. I know as you're rolling along, I mean, let's say you're a freshman in high school. This was probably the last thing you thought you would be doing. Is that right?
1: Oh, yeah. I did not consider it all as a freshman in that. Um, Every now and then, there are uh, a few of the congressmen in that, they'll host uh, academy days where you can go down to their offices and, that, and they'll have what we call uh, blue and gold officers, or the equivalent for the other academies. And these are kind of like right. local admissions people in that. So uh, we can also get contact information for them. So that way uh, they will be a good representative to kind of help you through the process in that. So every district and every state has their own blue and gold officer assigned that can kind of help you through the process.
2: So the first thing is probably to link up uh, start out the process, like you said, and no telling where it would take you. And not to put you on the spot, what are a couple of reasons why you were so glad that you took this step and you're doing what you're doing?
1: Uh, the big thing is it's really a good opportunity because I've noticed myself kind of grow over the years now. And then especially when I come home, I can really see that difference of how much the academies work to like develop and train me. So it's definitely so it's not the easy route to do, but it does a lot to really prepare you, get you mature And kind of just made you think and expose you to so much more. Like, uh, I've never thought that I would talk to admirals or generals or anyone like that or meet all these uh, amazing people on that and just really come to learn just so much more about the world, history, and things of that nature of how everything goes. Because the academy really works to develop you as a full person. It's not just military training and getting your degree. You kind of get a full spectrum. So you get to meet people from all over the world. I've gotten to meet a few people from the country of Brazil, uh, Mongolia, and different places. So you get... It really develops you as a full person because uh, the best thing is probably going through with their mission statement. They say it'll develop you morally, mentally, and physically. So they really take that mission wholeheartedly and work to develop you. So that way, the idea is that you're not being trained just to be a military officer for five years or 20 years, however long. They really want you to go through, learn all this experience, and then take this experience and move it into the civilian world. And that le- Either through uh, local, state, or federal government going through, or even just... In your basic community levels, it's really develop leaders for the nation as a whole—a
0: well-rounded well,
2: person. Very, very well put. And I, I didn't mean to put you on the spot, but I knew you were going to have an answer because this is the road that—that, that, as I say, builds that foundation for the rest of your life. You become more confident, more sure of yourself. Things that you would not be able to see. The world—I—I'd I, say the the future is so bright for you that and opportunities that you might not have had or will have without taking the road that you took. And and uh, I, I would love to relay that out because there's so many question marks at that age where you were, where you... Made that decision. I'm gonna check this out. I'm gonna I'm gonna send this. I'm gonna see where it goes. And and here you are a few years later. And and, and I'm sure your family's proud. I, I know Brooke is right.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. And his parents. You know, you can see that all across social media. They're they're bragging on their their kiddos how proud they are of them.
2: And what a bright future. And that could be you as well. And it could change your life. You know, is there anything that uh, some folks can learn about or get involved in uh, as we get into the summer months and a little warmer? I know oh, we're oh, reaching the holidays is in the first of the year, uh, there's some things coming up that they can get involved in, right?
1: Oh uh, yeah, so we actually have a few programs over, over the summer that rising high school students, so in the junior high range and that, even through freshman and sophomore, we have a program called STEM, where basically you can head out to the academy for about six days or so. And really it's not as much on the military side of things, It's a lot more on the academic side. So you can get to see the campus and that. You get to live in Bancroft Hall, which is where all the midshipmen leave. It's the world's largest dormitory. It holds all of us. Uh, You get a chance to live there, kind of experience what it's kind of like at the academy, interact with a lot of the faculty, instructors, things of that nature. And then for more high schoolers, so rising juniors, rising seniors over the summer, you can apply to be part of the summer seminar, which is another six days. But this will focus a little bit more on the military side of things. So you get more exposure to the academy and to the Navy as a whole. So you can kind of get an idea... Is this something that I'm kind of interested with or something like that? So uh, if you go onto the admissions page, they'll have all sorts of information on it for the Naval Academy Summer Seminar or the Naval Academy STEM Program.
2: Oh, that's perfect. That you is. just want an inside look or some more information that you can't get online. Over the conversation, that's a kind of a bird's eye view on both sides of everything. So that's awesome. Well, there you go. And if you if Check you're, that out
0: on that link as well.
2: Exactly. You'll have all the information here. You can always get a hold of Brooke and me as well. Uh, anything that uh, Calvin has relayed to us, we will be more than happy to send you that information and get involved. But I love that's very timely. As we come up on this next summer, that might be a perfect opportunity for you. So... Uh, that's awesome.
1: Uh, one last thing about those programs is they are really good, really good insight for everything. But they are not required. You don't have to attend those to actually go through the admissions process. So in other words, if like you that.
2: if you don't do this, that uh, there's no penalty or anything in the other process. No, nope, nothing like that. Uh, it's just an advantage. I would see that as an advantage to get an inside look.
1: I mean, it's a great chance to head down to Annapolis, to really see the city and everything. So yeah. it's a really nice little touristy area. You get to see all the sailboats and
2: everything. Meet some new exciting. people too. Get to, get you started. So that's awesome. So I don't know if this is like information that you have or not, but as far as areas, you probably know, you know, how many people that are interested in going into this. What is this area compared to others? I I would wonder.
1: So our area actually has pretty low interest overall as far as like people applying in that. So definitely you have a lot better chance getting your nominations and uh, getting accepted into the Academy flying from here than you would from other areas like uh, L.A., Texas, New York. Those areas are all super competitive going through. So, your chances here in Indiana are probably a lot higher actually getting nominated and going through. I think every year we typically have about 8 to 12 midshipmen uh, being accepted to the academy here on average. Well, if you look to other areas, and it's much more competitive going through. So, so this is good.
2: this is something that maybe your kids, or maybe you're listening to this, and something you consider. What does it hurt to go online, check it out, send the information? It it really could be beneficial to you, not only from being in the Midwest, but don't let anything detour you from giving it a shot. I, I I would assume that's that's some good advice, right? Oh yeah,
1: definitely. There's no cost to the application or anything like that. They'll really supply you with everything you need. To go through. And then if you're having any issues with anything, the Blue and Gold officers are a great resource to reach out and help you. They're kind of a middleman between you and the admissions department. Or if you have any major questions or something like that, they can't answer. They'll refer you to admissions to where you need help going through.
0: And I know that's why you wanted to come on because to get the information out there, because I almost wonder if the reason the numbers in this area are so low is because people don't know much about it. So I know that's why it was important for you to come on and kind of let people know, hey, This is out there.
2: This is out here. These opportunities. uh, You know, I I would hate for my sons to not know something that could really change their life and do something that, gosh, you know, thirty years from now, I've seen the world. I've done this. I I have a wonderful career, and, and my family is better off because of it. You know, it's, it need the info. That's what it all yep, goes down need to. need
1: the info. Yeah, but it's one of those things. As long as you, if you're not exposed to it and you're not really for sure that that door is even available to you, right. it's something very easily, you can just pass by, or even if you see it, notice it, but you don't want to kind of take that first step. That's definitely the big thing is just taking the first step. Even if you're applying to other colleges or think about something, go ahead and send your application out to another college you don't think you would have ever made it into or anything like that. Just go ahead and take that first step. And just see where it goes, because you never know what happens when you open those doors.
2: That's a perfect way to put it. Calvin, hey, uh, a pleasure to meet you. Congratulations on all your successes so far. We, I know, Cuz, is that right? Yes. (laughs) Your Cuz over there wish you the best, and and she has the pride all over her face. But uh, I see a bright future with you, and and it's been a pleasure to meet you. Uh, Happy holidays to you and and all the family. We wish you the best of luck. And it's an honor for us and a joy for us to send this information to uh, the folks that listen. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Thank you very much.